Policing the Profits of Wall Street. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with my weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. Wall Street protest grows daily, spreading to cities across the country. We are the 99%, the protesters say, that will no longer tolerate the greed and corruption of the 1%. The response by the New York City Police Department has been brutal. Last Saturday, the police swept up more than 700 protesters in one of the largest mass arrests in U.S. history. The week before, innocent protesters were pepper sprayed in the face without warning or reason. That's why, after receiving a landmark settlement this week from the police departments of Minneapolis and St. Paul, as well as the U.S. Secret Service, my colleagues and I went to Liberty Square, the horde of the Wall Street occupation, to announce the legal victory. On Labor Day 2008, the Democracy Now! news team and I were covering the first day of the Republican National Convention in St. Paul. Thousands protested outside. I was on the convention floor interviewing delegates from what that week was the hottest state, Alaska. Remember, vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin? Well, blocks away, my colleagues Sharif Abdokadus and Nicole Salazar were covering a police assault on the dispersing crowd of marchers. The riot police had hemmed the protesters into a parking lot, along with credentialed journalists. The police charged at Nicole, shouting, on your face. She shouted back, press, press, holding up her press credentials in one hand and filming with the other, video recording her own violent arrest. Get out of here! Get out of here! Get out of here! Get out of here! Press! Get down! Press! Get down on your face! On your face! Get down on your face! Ow! Nicole screamed as they brought her down on her face, a knee or boot on her back, dragging on her leg and bloodying her face. The first thing they then did was pull the battery from her camera, if there was any question about what they did not want documented. As Sharif tried to calm the rioting police down, they pushed him against a brick wall, kicked him in the chest twice, threw him down, and handcuffed him. I got a call on my cell phone and raced from the convention center to the scene of the arrest. The riot police had encircled the area. I ran up to the police, my credentials hanging around my neck. I asked for the commanding officer to get my journalist colleagues released. It wasn't seconds before they tore me through the police line, twisted my arms behind my back, and handcuffed me. Sir, I want to talk to you. Do not arrest me. Go right there. He's under arrest. Stay right there. Back up. Back up. Hey, guys, if you cross this line, you'll be under arrest, so don't do it. I pleaded with the officers not to arrest me, but that's just what they did. Finally brought to stand next to Sharif as fully credentialed journalists, we demanded to be released, whereupon a Secret Service agent came over and ripped the credentials from around our necks. We filed suit. This past week, the St. Paul and Minneapolis police and the Secret Service have settled with us. In addition to paying out $100,000, the St. Paul Police Department has agreed to implement a training program aimed at educating officers regarding the First Amendment rights of the press and public with respect to police operations, including police handling of media coverage of mass demonstrations, and to pursue implementation of the training program in Minneapolis and statewide. As we move into the next conventions and cover protests like Occupy Wall Street, this largest settlement to come out of the 2008 RNC arrest should be a warning to police departments around the country to stop arresting and intimidating journalists or engaging in any unlawful arrests. 
We shouldn't have to get a record while trying to put things on the record. But do police actually pay the price? Before the 2008 Republican and Democratic National Conventions, each party bought insurance policies to indemnify the convention cities from any damages resulting from lawsuits. Bruce Nestor, president of the Minnesota chapter of the National Lawyers Guild, told me... St. Paul actually negotiated a special insurance provision with the Republican host committee so that the first $10 million in liability for lawsuits arising from the convention will be covered by the host committee. It, the city is very proud of this negotiation. It's the first time it's been negotiated between a city and the host committee, but it basically means we can commit wrongdoing and we won't have to pay for well, it. Well, jump forward to today. The bailed-out Wall Street megabank, J.P. Morgan Chase, gave a tax-deductible $4.6 million donation to the New York City Police Foundation, which has protesters asking, who is the NYPD paid to protect, the public or the corporations, the 99 percent or the 1 percent? Marina Citrin, part of Occupy Wall Street's legal working group, told me. When Occupy Wall Street began, it was not at first going to occupy the Liberty Plaza. It was actually Chase Plaza. And preemptively, the police closed off that plaza, mm -hmm. even though it was publicly announced and it was supposed to have public access. They closed it off to protesters. The protesters moved to Zuccotti Park, which they renamed Liberty Square. According to an undated press release on J.P. Morgan Chase's website, in response to the $4.6 million donation, quote, New York City Police Commissioner Raymond Kelly sent CEO and Chairman Jamie Dimon a note expressing profound gratitude for the company's donation, unquote. Given the size of the donation and the police harassment and violence against the protesters, we must question how the police commissioner shows his gratitude. I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan.